Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Holtcast. Cole Petham here as always and of course we're here to talk all things Aston Villa Football Club with a 1-0 loss to Manchester United at Old Trafford on Sunday afternoon or morning if you're in the eastern time zone of Canada or wherever you are. It was on a Sunday. You're hearing this hopefully bright and early on the Monday. So whether it's a a bank holiday or a normal Monday for you, hopefully you're having a fantastic start to your week. And regardless of Villa no longer having an unbeaten run and not scoring for a 21st consecutive match under Unai Emery, all is still looking well in Villa land. They still, well, actually, I shouldn't say still, they've dropped to seventh, which is still, I should say, a very, very impressive achievement considering where we were at the start of the season. But nonetheless, we're going to quickly run through the game, just talk about Villa in general, maybe briefly kind of give a little bit of insight heading into Wolves. But nonetheless, I don't just have me. I have the Ashley Young to my John Carew, that being Mr. Sebastian Bacon himself. Seb, how's it going? That might be the best introduction I've ever heard. I I, I don't know how to follow that. I'm I'm speechless. Well, there we go. I, I, I'm glad I came up with that one. And I'm not going to lie, Seb. I did come up with that 20 minutes ago after listening to a podcast that said, not those names in particular. They made a reference to like, uh, I think like a 90s side, maybe a Chelsea side or something like that. But I thought, you know, let's throw some spice in and maybe I'll make that a regular thing if people actually notice and appreciate it. But nonetheless, like I said, of course, United won Aston Villa nil, of course, on Sunday. That man, Bruno Fernandez, scores against us and we all hate him for so many reasons um and this probably just adds another one um to his tally scoring in the 39th minute a little bit of against the run of play Casemiro kind of heads it on Rashford runs through uh Emmy Martinez isn't able to parry it further far enough away I should say and Bruno Fernandez is there to slot at home I mean some people kind of clutching at straws saying Emmy maybe could have got to the rebound uh, I think it was Mings that slid in behind him, but at that point, everyone's scrambling, hoping for the best, and it didn't really come off from there. Villa had their chances, of course, through Ollie Watkins and Douglas Louise and the likes of a few other players as well, but all in all, it just didn't happen, and like I said, the goal streak under Unai Emery is now concluded. We move on, and we look to start a new one against Wolves on the weekend, but Regardless of that, Seb, what did you kind of make of the game in terms of performance levels? I mean, I know uh, Simon, myself, and Tom, when we did the the, uh, post-match on the last, um, well, last week, I should say, really, or not last week, Christ, we're, of course, on the Sunday, only a few days ago, I'm losing um, track against Fulham. There's been so many games. Um, I kind of put it out there that I felt like we're kind of getting to the part of the season with the kind of lack of depth we have at the moment, the injury issues that are starting to build up. We might be running out of steam per se. Would you agree with that? 
Well, at least we now know that we aren't invincible. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's difficult because we all knew it was going to come at some point. Um, I don't think anyone really expected to to go on to the rest of the season, you know, without losing a game or without showing signs of fatigue or weakness. Um, it's about how we bounce back from it. Now, if we are genuine Europe contenders, then it will be our reaction that's the most important thing. Um, we have space to drop a few points along the way. You know, it, it wasn't like we were outclassed today. It wasn't like, you know, they there was a massive gulf between the teams. We had our game plan and for the for the majority it worked. But unfortunately with these things, we couldn't last the whole 90. And for once we haven't managed to score either. You know, we got ourselves out of a hole against Brentford where we weren't good enough, but we managed to, to score late on. We're not going to be able to score every game. So look, I'm I'm not disappointed. I, I, I feel as though this result's been coming with our performances. Um, but like I said, it's about how we kick on from this now that will be the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting too, because and, and like we've been chatting uh, prior to the recording, you did mention, I think a lot of people, especially online, if you go on Twitter, there's a, there's a bit of overreaction. I don't think there's as much as maybe some people would expect. Of course, Villa were just on a 10-game unbeaten run, so you can't be too mad, especially with a 1-0 loss away at Old Trafford. Um, I feel like these are always kind of, one of those exceptions um, throughout the season where if you get out of that game and it's relatively close and competitive, you're fairly happy considering, you know what, United are in a Champions League spot. They are a better side than us and we do have to kind of give them that respect. But regardless of that, when you do look at the opportunities in this game in particular, of course, Ollie Watkins slipping, I think it was uh, Emi Bundia that kind of played him through literally um, inches away from the goal line. Um, Emmy Martinez slipping moments before that, of course, and the ball dribbling past him and missing everyone else. Um, I mean, getting one cleared off the line via Lindelof. Um, the list kind of goes on and on. Villa didn't have a crazy amount of chances. They had a few, but it just wasn't our day. And like you said correctly there, so we won't score every game. It's unrealistic to really expect that not even the best sides in the world score every single game. I mean, it's pretty frequent that they almost do, um, but there's that odd one or two or three games where they're completely off the pace and fail to score at all. So all in all, I mean, it is what it is. And we did say this pre-recording as well. And I, I feel like Villa really are probably a 10th to 8th place team. If we finish any higher than that, we are overachieving. Uh, right now, you would probably still say around the 7th place, we're somewhat under or probably overachieving somewhere, particularly with the squad maybe you'd expect us to be. It's hard to say depending where you sit in that camp. But all in all, Seb, I mean, you have to look at this turnaround that we've had under Unai Emery and the momentum's there. And and like you said, pre-recording too, you, we, we kind of look at that Brighton result where they smashed Wolves 6-0. And I think a lot of people are kind of sit back and wondering what kind of reaction that's going to give Wolves to uh, potentially provide us on the weekend, isn't it? I think we've got to that stage in the season now, especially with, you know, the potential there where people are overanalyzing every single result possible had had Brighton scrape past Wolves with a 1-0 win, maybe people wouldn't be so so down. Uh, every result isn't going to go our way. If, we, if we're to do it, then we'll have deserved it. 
we might need some a bit of luck along the way but i i've maintained all along and i don't i don't want to focus simply on will we make europe or you know will we finish top 7 because it's about the bigger picture but for now i've said the whole time i think if we drop points at old trafford if we drop points at anfield and then win the rest of our games i think that will be enough we've got tottenham to play at home tottenham look vulnerable yes they've come back but Tottenham have their weaknesses. We've got Brighton to play at home last game of the season, which could be absolutely crucial. And then Wolves away. And, you know, Brighton showed what, what can happen when Wolves, when you play Wolves. So, look, we're going to drop points. Again, it's, it's, it is just all about that reaction. And I think we will learn a lot from the squad under Unai Emery when, when we perform at Wolves next week. I think that will tell us a lot that we haven't yet figured out about this squad. Well, I think that's the thing too, Seb. Like this isn't, in all due respect, I love Dean Smith. Um, this isn't Dean Smith's Aston Villa where regardless of a a win, a draw, whatever, um, going into another game where a team's potentially got smashed and we expect that reaction and then they have that reaction and some for some odd reason, the the players seem to be so unprepared for it that they underperform. This isn't that. This definitely isn't Steven Gerrard's Villa, even though it's basically 99.9% of the same squad as well. So I fully expect a a better performance, I would say, in terms of just kind of attacking impetus and just the quick one-two passing and just the consistency in the overall game against Wolves, of course. Um, but they're probably going to be a little, I guess, pissed off too with how they played. So we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. But to get back to this game, I mean, there's one moment we do have to talk about, and that is, this is the our whinging moment maybe of the week, you could say. Casemiro coming in on Jacob Ramsey, literally not even, I, I, if the ball was in the same stratosphere, I'd even be shocked if you want to say that. Taking him out, no yellow card. I mean, that was probably his second or third um foul so early on in the game where you maybe would question it i mean what did you make of that challenge in particular it's ridiculous it's on a yellow i mean i mean i agree i do agree he should he should have been booked but if that's all we've got to whinge about then maybe things aren't that bad at the moment um yes yes it was a card um i don't know why it wasn't given that you come to expect these sorts of things with united at home did it have a major impact on the rest of the proceedings? Probably not, although he he didn't hold back from challenges after that either. So, um, But you never know. You can't look at hindsight in football. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, it's it, it's tricky because it, it, it makes you wonder if that's a yellow. Does he become as effective for the rest of the game? Does he kind of toe the line and be wary of getting a second yellow? I think it's those things that people kind of cling on to, but at the end of the day, it just didn't happen. And um, people, I, I don't want to go down the the whole agenda th- route of certain clubs not getting the calls because in my mind that does exist. Um, like I personally in that challenge, I felt like he could have broken Ramsey's leg and they would have just gave him a little kind of slap on the bottom and said, bad boy. And it still wouldn't have got a yellow or something like that. I did not mean that in a very bad way. So if you're visual, visualizing that in any different way, I that's on you not me but regardless of that it's it's just another thing that didn't go our way today and at the end of the day it's a a 1-0 loss and we we can sit back there and kind of think of the finer moments of the game and 
hope and kind of wish they didn't happen in terms of what went what against us as Seb's literally killing himself with laughter from my earlier point. So I'll keep talking to let him kind of get some composure back. Can but... we um can we make that the title of this podcast, please, for this What's episode? That? Whatever you just said, I don't, uh, I'm not going to repeat it. Well, the 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 uh, the spanking or whatever. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how actually, you that's it. that's quite good. You've wriggled well, your way out of that one. Well, yeah, I'll give you that. I guess, but then it'll make other people kind of think that we're saying we got spanked. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll wait and see. Maybe maybe the listeners will come up with their own titles um, after this one's already been given a title and can tweet us at seventy five hundred to Holt. Of course, just a tweak, uh, cheeky plug there. But said there's one thing I did want to discuss in the wider context, kind of moving away from the game as a whole. I mean, let's talk about the run in here for a moment. We've already brought it up, of course. We still have uh, Liverpool, Spurs, um, Brighton, and I'm absolutely forgetting one for some stupid reason. Who's the next one that Wolves. I'm forgetting? Wolves, yes, <laughs> which we've already been talking about. You can tell we're doing this later than usual on a Sunday. Um, I I mean that run in isn't the hardest. Y- you look at really? Wolves. I don't think so. Like we've we've got to play fifth, sixth, and eighth. Yes, but look at it. and uh, arguably, although it's definitely not, some would proclaim a local derby. So I'm surprised you say that that isn't the toughest. Well, realistically, Wolves have. If you look at their run in. And they literally have bugger all to play for because they're not going down or nothing's really going to happen to them. They're on 37 points. It would take an absolute calamity for them to be pulled in. I think they're, what, 10 points clear or something or very close to it. Um, They have, of course, us on Saturday, United the following Saturday, Everton, and then Arsenal. Um, Everton can already be down by then. Um, I wouldn't be shocked, to be honest, if they got some draw out of United. That just feels like some kind of one all nil nil draw there. And I mean, final day against Arsenal, that could be the title. So who knows, or it could be wrapped up by then. So another kind of meaningless game. I just feel like they don't have much to play for. Um, Realistically, when you look at Liverpool, they're probably going to finish fifth. Um, It's really tricky in my mind to really say anything differently. I mean, unless they absolutely cocked it up against Spurs, which they almost did. And then, conceded and then scored literally in the last 10 seconds all in one um, to make that one hell of a finish. They have Fulham, they have Brentford, they have Leicester, us in Southampton. I just, I feel like when you look at it, that little bit of fixture congestion might play against them a little bit. Fulham are no, no pushovers. They, they pushed city. Well, um, of course, on time of recording on Sunday, Brentford, of course, is still playing for something Leicester as well. Southampton, who knows by the end of the day if they're still in it and if they need to get something at that point. And then, of course, you look at um, you look at Brighton. I'm not even going to talk about Spurs because I just think they're gonna <laughs> they're they're gonna probably finish ninth at this rate. Um, I I don't understand that that football club, and I love that Richarlison thought he got the greatest equalizer in um, football history in his mind, and then lost ten seconds later because I think he's a knob. But anyways. You look at Brighton in particular, I mean, they probably have the most advantageous kind of run, and even though it's hard um, with the amount of games, of course, they have United, Everton, Arsenal, Newcastle, Southampton, City, and then us. But, I mean, the way they put 
wolves to the sword and with the fixture congestion they're going to get some wins but they're also going to drop some points i just i just feel like it's so open to play for and there's going to be a little bit of surprises here and there i feel like some people especially after today's result think you know what we'll take eighth now we're all good we've had a great season but i I just feel like in my mind long story short after summarizing literally everyone else is running i i think there's going to be a few more twists and turns yeah, so it's the Premier League. Of course, there's going to be twists and turns, but it's completely unpredictable. And I know, I know, I said about five minutes ago that we wouldn't focus on on whether or not we will make Europe. But look, it's I still firmly believe it's in our hands. Yes, Brighton have three games in hand, but we've got to play Brighton, we've got to play Tottenham, we've got to play Liverpool. As we've said, if we come out of those with advantageous results, then you know. Who who knows where we'll be? I, I've always said that I'd prefer points on the board than games in hand. You you saw that Brighton can lose. You know we've talked about how Brighton can beat anyone, but let's not forget that they they lost to Forest the other day, and Forest hadn't won in ten or eleven. So anything can happen, and we have to make sure that we play every game as if it's a cup final, and we have to leave absolutely nothing out there. I I believe that we are still in with a very very good chance. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Oh, 100%. Like, even when you kind of quickly look at it, like, realistically, in terms of points totals and who gets fifth, you'd probably say, I mean, at this point in time, maybe around 64 to 62-ish. Um, sixth place isn't going to be much further behind. Maybe you say 60, um, 70. I don't maybe. believe fifth is our battle. I, I, I think Liverpool will kick on now. I've said this for a few weeks. I think they're fifth is theirs to lose i think think it is yeah i believe that they found enough form at the right time to be able to kick on i think top four is too much for them um i think the top four yes will probably move around but those clubs will be in it i think fifth is liverpool so i think it is a three horse shootout for sixth and seventh between us brighton and tottenham interesting I like I do agree. I, I feel like Liverpool will realistically finish fifth or sixth. I can understand the argument for fifth. I just sit there and I kind of wonder. I mean, you look at their last few results, albeit wins. I mean, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Um, they were they were written very close against Forest, same against West Ham, and I mean they've absolutely almost screwed it up today against Spurs. So it, it's just it's gonna be interesting regardless. 
But, you know, all in all, if we finish eighth, that is fantastic. We do have to look at it in that kind of context as well, Seb, don't we? I did. Uh, yeah, I think I remember saying the same sort of thing when me and Simon were on the podcast a few weeks ago, that if we don't make it, it is not the end of the world. And from my side, there won't be a meltdown. There won't be a, a viewing on this season as a failure. Um, it'll be disappointing, but we will be able to recognise the progress we've made and the potential to grow further next season look i i think we've just got to enjoy the last four games as they come if we make it amazing brilliant job done you know that is that is something for me that i dream of if not then i think we've set ourselves up as a football club and as an entity to be able to go and kick on and really break into that top six mold if you like in years to come well 100 like if realistically and i think as much as villa fans want european football if we had the next i don't know two to three seasons where we finished say for example if we finished eighth this season then seventh next and then i don't know sixth or whatever even if you're going up one individually that consistency to stay in that top half is probably the most impressive thing in my mind um whether that means we've had kind of a sideways success within domestic cups and competitions or whatever that may be. I mean, the fact that Villa potentially have the ability to be a top half side in getting that stability to stay there in my mind is the biggest thing. And the most important thing, of course, because only we can only imagine what the recruitment would have been like if it was another manager that came in and it wasn't the right fit. Or, I mean, if it was Steven Gerrard here still, we'd honestly be relegated at this point. I'm fully convinced that. And I think a few other people would be as well. But if we would have finished comfortably bottom half, still in the relegation fight, or even around, I don't know, what, 15th, 14th, whatever, I just feel like the kind of almost law of attraction of bringing players in would be so much different than uh, a Villa side finishing seventh or eighth. And that pull hopefully sets us up for the next five, six, seven years. Yeah. I I, I don't really have much more to add to that. I, I, I do agree <laughs> with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think you, I actually think you summed it up so well that there's nothing that I can actually add to that. Well, I'll, I'll take that. I think that's the first time I've ever left you speechless unless you're doing a three-word review, which we'll get to um, right now. Why don't we get there? Nice. So that Seb's a little bit of a heads up on this one. Of course, you can tweet us at 7500 Holt post-match. Usually it goes out 5 to 15 minutes after the final whistle. It's always good to hear some interactions. I think there was over 50 or 60 of them. And I know after losses, especially if they're bad losses, that number probably gets tripled or quadrupled. Um, nonetheless, I do love to see the interaction and you guys interacting with each other. It's nice to see a little bit of a community forming, like I said last week. So let's start with uh, Josh Norris saying lacking or sorry, lack attacking numbers. Uh, Jack Grimms says we go again. Our very own Tom Nightingale says sometimes you lose. Um our very own Danny Raz, a lot of our very own getting involved, um, saying squad is thin. Um, Joe Thama saying better than 2015. <laughs> Very true, Joe. Um, Wayne says uh, players are knackered. Um, 
Dougie J. Villain beat the Dingles. Uh, Foxy came up short. Um, we go in Sizzler says on to season or sorry, <laughs> what am I saying on to next season? If I can read, um, you can tell we're doing this in the late evening because um, my brain is absolutely shot. Um, Emery Ball says uh, we need Kamara Tyrell furlough. We go again. Um, AJ 71 V not at it. Um, FPL Martian says Lindelof the line. Jim Bourne, no sub options. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing who was that that was uh fpl martian round of applause I, that was amazing wow I, I, I might have to use that as the uh, title i'm not gonna lie that's incredible that that is very good i didn't even clue in until you started laughing and kind of read it back again um let's do three more here uh pp um rice p i don't know if or p price p i don't know sorry if i absolutely butchered butchered that um always bruno fernandez um let's go to uh sunny says we go again and let's scroll down to the bottom and finish with one that is very optimistic nigel wv europe still possible so seb over to you your three word review please potential for bounce back and i'm hoping that you'll take bounce back as one word i will hyphenate it and uh i will Brilliant. accept that as the editor off the line that's made Lindel my day. off the line i don't know if that is a good title for this podcast but uh it's definitely gonna yeah. be a, a top two contender i think it has uh, to be surely it's better it's... than talking about being spanked that yeah that, that that's probably true I, I think it might throw a few people off thinking why are they talking about Lindelof but uh, for those that do get it I, I think they might appreciate it so I will definitely make that a um, it, it's gonna have a top that two is really finish. funny actually yes it, it, it's gonna be a, a city arsenal kind of top two finish it's gonna come very close when it comes to the edit um, but regardless of that I haven't thought of one but I'll go with Wow, you haven't thought of one for your own game. Normally you're right on the spot with this. Yeah, but I just haven't been preparing today. I'll say happier days ahead. There's going to be better days. It wasn't the greatest day. We move on, we move forward. Or you could go with believe in lads. (laughs) All right, Ted Lasso. (laughs) I do actually need to watch that new season. If it's out, I don't even know. I haven't paid attention to it much at all. But um, regardless of that, Seb, um, we'll skip match balls again today, to be honest. Um, I just feel like the, really there wasn't a crazy amount of nominations. Um, I know a lot of people are getting on Emmy Buendia's back. I know we didn't really discuss it. Um, I don't really want to get into scrutinizing too many Villa players, to be honest. We literally just went through a ridiculous run, and I don't think too much scrutiny really is deserved. But I know you're going to do an opposition preview, Seb, here in the coming days because I'm putting you under the, the spotlight now because you told me you're doing one. So I'm going to tell everyone you are now to make sure you do. Um, let's talk about them for just a brief moment before we wrap things up. This actually will be a brief Holt cast for once. Confident going into Wolves? I mean, I, I feel like, of course, we, we said that every game during this ridiculous run and you just have to be, don't you? Yeah, I mean... I, you mentioned earlier um, the worry of being underprepared, but I I I have full faith in Unai Emery to know that he would never ever set us up 
I I don't think I will ever see a Nunai Emery side go into a game underprepared, which fill which has to fill you with confidence as a fan. Do I think we'll win? I think the potential's there. I know, I know I'm sitting on the fence with a lot of my answers tonight, but I yeah, every it's tough because that is it is a tough place to go. Wolves are very good at home. Lopetegui has really sorted out their home form. I think they've only lost two two at home since he's come in. So I think it'll be a really close game, but I just hope that we will be on the right side of a good result. Yeah, and I I think the thing for me, I feel like since the Newcastle win, I feel well that, and you see a lot online too. I think some people maybe have thought we've peaked, um, a little bit too early come the end of the season, and maybe kind of you look at the of the course against the the draw against Brentford and how we just kind of scraped across the line against Fulham, all in all, still points and they're valid on the board, um, in any league. I just feel like this one, when you have one team realistically not playing for much, of course, they could probably do with one more win to make it up basically 100% guaranteed. Um, They're basically probably in my mind at like 95% safe, you would imagine, unless every other team in the relegation zone wins at least three of the last four or something ridiculous. Um, And then you kind of have us with a little bit more pressure on it. And I mean, although Unai Emery kind of comes out and doesn't really put that pressure of potential European football on it, which I think is fair, um, where we are, of course, is an accomplishment considering where we've come from in its own right. Um, but I do wonder if that's kind of creeping into the minds a little bit. You look at Ollie Watkins, who now hasn't scored for, what, three games, I do believe. Um, of course, didn't hasn't really been getting the greatest service the last few games as well. Um the goal quantity has been drying up. It's been a little bit more of one all, one nil in the last couple of games. And of course, now not scoring against United. So I would like to see a couple goals being scored here just to get that little bit of a, I guess, consistency back in the attacking. And I also wonder if we're getting a little bit predictable with the same lineup. And that's very Martin O'Neill in the sense that literally he picked the same lineup all the time, which proved to be a little bit of a downfall in terms of champions leagues champions league hope hopes at that point in time but Unai Emery doesn't really have any other options that you could say he could switch to and make a massive difference so whether the likes of Matty Cash or Coutinho or he thinks Leon Bailey could be given a go here uh, within the next few games or even heading into Wolves kind of remains to be seen but you're looking at the same squad so whether that becomes very predictable for Wolves and they're comfortable with sitting back and absorbing pressure you said they're sub. They're very good at home too. So we'll have to wait and see, but I'm going to go with a score prediction here and I'm going to ask for one from you as well. Be a little bit bold. Um, I'm going to go, you know what? You said they've only lost maybe two at home under their new gaffer. So let's make that a third. Let's go ask ah, It's probably not going to happen, but let's go three, one Villa. Why not? I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I think I think there will be less goals. I think we do look fatigued at the moment. Um, I I think we might have some players back for that one. Hopefully, touch wood. I don't want to jinx anything. Um, but I, yeah, at the moment the squad is looking very bare and very thin, and you can't really blame them because the performances that they've been pulling off in little to no turnaround time, it was to be expected. Uh. 
I'm also going to predict a win, which is annoying because it means I will also have to predict a win on the preview because I can't change what I think. <laughs> uh, I don't think there'll be as many goals as you, so I'll go with one nil. I think we'll get another. I think we'll get a clean sheet after a while. Fair enough. I would take that as well. I was thinking three nil to be fair, but I just I don't know whether it's the Spurs. I say after this a while. One. We kept a clean sheet at home to Fulham. I I guess clean sheet on the road. We haven't kept one in two, so yeah. True. I just, I don't know. I just feel like either this or the Spurs. I mean, it'd be fantastic to smash Liverpool again. Um, It's been a couple of years. Um, I just feel like there's one more game where we're going to have a good quantity of goals. And for some reason, this one just screams to me of being that one. Maybe it's too obvious and too easy to say that. Maybe there'll be a bigger reaction and it's a nil-nil. But at the end of the day, it just to me it feels like it's it, it's possible. And or would it be very fitting for them to be up what two one or whatever it was when we absolutely collapsed and lost three two um and have that happen to them? I think that'd be very fitting. Um so you could go with that as well. A little bit of payback from um yesterday's woes <laughs> or years woes. Um, I guess you could say I just always hate playing wolves. It's never comfortable. It's always tight and it's always miserable. So regardless of that, we'll have to wait and see. But anyway, Seb, thank you very much for joining me. I think we're going to leave things there. You can find him on Twitter at Sebastian Bacon eight. Find me on Twitter at talk Aston Villa, tweet the team at 7,500 to Holt email the podcast holtcast at gmail.com and of course check out the website triple w dot 7500 holt.com and of course if you got this far why not leave us a positive review rating on apple podcast spotify Acast, wherever you're getting this podcast it just makes it easier for others to uh, find us interact with us and if you're a villa fan you should like this podcast anyway, so why not? Four more games to go. We'll have to wait and see. Will we see an Ashley Young screamer? Will we see um, Bertrand Traore score a hat-trick of nutmeg goals? Um, will the suck- second coming of Christ arrive at Villa Park and make us win four undefeated? We'll have to wait and see. Maybe fifth is ours, maybe eighth is ours. All in all, let's enjoy the ride, and don't forget, up the Villa. <laughs> <laughs>